Okay. Your hearing is better than mine, so I don't know. Okay. Tov. Today's stuff is that Chof Aleph in Sotas. We learned from Fushlan Farkiva Ben Chayrochel. We're at the seventh line, I guess it is, on Chof Aleph. Uh, the Mishnah said, not according to Rabbi Shimon, but according to the others, Yeshus Tola, that if a woman drinks, as we said, according to Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Kiva, that the Mincha is brought first. So as soon as she drinks, because the Mincha is already brought, uh, it'll affect her and kill her immediately. However, according to the opinion of Rabbi Kiva and others, um, she, if she has some schuyot, some merits, that will she will deteriorate, we said. She'll start deteriorating, but she may live for uh, one year, two years, even three years. That was the opinion. My What kind of schus does she have? What, what schus were you talking about? Your name is schus to Torah. She learned Torah. We know more in Babasra that when you have an obligation to do something and you perform, since the obligation is upon you, there's more pressure and your schar is greater than the person who doesn't, it doesn't have that obligation. Sometimes you might say, well, I didn't even have the obligation to do it. I did it on my own free will. Yes, but the reward is greater for a person who's mitzvah So the Gemara will say later on, yeah, but she still has the source of Torah, even if it's not, even if it's not as great as that of a man. But at this point, the Gemara says, if it's a source of Torah, she's not a mitzvah If We'll talk about if she learns Torah or not. We already explained that really you shouldn't teach her daughter Torah, according to the first opinion, according to Rabbi Shu in, in the Mishnah. Uh, but we're assuming now it means learning Torah, and most women did not learn Torah. Today, maybe they'd have the source of Torah too, but most women in those days did not learn Torah. So what's source of Torah? She doesn't start. And even if she did, even if she learned Torah, she does, her, her, her schar is not so great. So that's going to prevent her from dying? That's the Gemara's question. The Gemara will answer and say, we'll see what the Gemara says later on. But that's what the Gemara asked at this point. So is it the schus of Torah? Schus is not so great. El schus to mitzvah. Maybe it's the schus of doing mitzvahs that she has. Schus to mitzvah, mi magna, does it protect her that much that it's going to prevent her death? She's doomed to death and it's going to prevent her death or delay her death. Not prevent it, but delay her death. Um, is the schus that great? Is it mi magna, is, it, is, it, is the schus of a mitzvah going to protect her that much, delay it that much? By the time we learn, Famous long grush, as Zudarsh of Nachmanyasi Dashanis. The Pasik says Mishlay Kiner Mitzvah, the Torah or Mitzvah is like a lamp, like a light, a candle, the Torah or and the Torah is like a, a permanent light. What do we mean that? Tell the custom it's a mitzvah, but there that's a Torah. Why did the Torah why did the Pasik compare a mitzvah to a lamp and a Torah to a permanent light? As mitzvah a lamp only protects you while it's burning, right? Till it burns out. Only for a short time. The mitzvah only protect you for a short time. So we're, the the gist of what we're trying to say is that you know Torah, she's not mitzvosa. Mitzvah is it going to protect them much? It's only it's very temporary. Torah or Torah is or ma or just like or protects permanently Torah Torah protects them The other pasuk there says this is the pasuk right before that we said this in the, uh, and we'll make the seum, right? When you walk, it will lead you. Uh, when you die, it'll guard you. Uh, and when you arise afterwards, it will converse with you. In this world, it'll lead you. When you die, it'll guard you. 
What? So what does that mean? What is all? This is all part of Rav Nachman Yossi's Roshki near Mitzvah or or and Pasuk says Vator or and the Pasuk says uh, they are also Mitzvah Tanos. What does that mean? Mashal Adamitz gives an example with a person, a parable of the person Shaymalafi Ishan Lai. The person was marking in the middle of the night. Rafael was pitch dark. Umisiyare and he's afraid of the things that can happen at night. Number one, then I call him Chasam from the thorns, the uh, pits, and the thistles. In other words, if he's pitch dark. He might fall into a pit, he might uh, get scratched by the thorns or damaged by thorns and thistles. Umichayra is also afraid of wild animals, listen, and from the highwaymen who bother you at those hours, that's usually when they hang out. He doesn't even know where he's walking. There were no signs, no lights, etc. It's pitch dark. He doesn't know if he's on the right road. If he gets a torch, you know, something has like a light, a lamp or a light, a torch, so number one, he's saved from those things. Now he can see where he's going. He's not going to fall into the pit. He's not going to, uh, you know, uh, scratch himself or hurt himself on the thorns. Listen, but there's still wild animals and wild robbers out on the street. He still doesn't know if he's on the right road. Oh, once it's light, once it's light outside, that's the, the tendency of the wild animals and the robbers is that they don't work so much during the day. So he's nitzel mechay romelos and he's safe from those. But dinah yodebe so that he still doesn't know which road he's on. The yield parshatach. Once he reaches a crossroads, now he knows which direction he is. Now he knows where he is. Nitzel mechay safe from all of them. That's the that's the example, the metaphor. So what, that's what we're saying here too. That in this world he has so much. When he gets when he dies so much, and when he and uh, and he'll have more, he'll be safe and everything. What do we mean by that? Big Mar didn't really explain yet, didn't give yet the nimshal. Dover Acher, another question, Avera Machaba Mitzvah Machaba Or. The Vera will, will um, obliterate, it will erase the mitzvah. Now, it doesn't mean only the schar for the mitzvah. Rashi will say later on that, um, that Avera's uh, Machaba the mitzvah, it doesn't mean that it won't protect you from Yisurin. It protects a little bit for a while, but from getting schar for the mitzvah. If you do an Avera, you do a mitzvah, so the schar for the mitzvah will be wiped out. It's like, you know, you, you get a, a, a merit and a demerit, so the demerit uh, cancels out the merit. But it doesn't mean that it won't protect you. It will protect you somewhat, as we'll see. It doesn't knock out. All the water in the world cannot... Uh, cannot erase the love, and the love is Torah, as as he says, love of Torah. Zu Torah, Rashi says, the siv aviani al beisayayin, the diglo alai ava yayin is a sober. He brings me into his Torah. That's the that's the ava. So all the all the uh, bad in the world, even a flood, cannot erase the Torah. So he means to say, so he, so this is this is the kasha. He seems to say this. We're asking a kasha. What schus does a woman have? Torah. She's not mitzvah v'osa. We'll, we'll give an answer on that too. But at this point, he says, not mitzvah v'osa. Mitzvahs doesn't protect that much. Doesn't protect that much. It's only uh, a little bit, right? As it says, Aveira's uh, machab the mitzvah, knocks out the mitzvah. So uh, what, what does the mitzvah help? Amar Yosef, Yosef, no, it does help a little bit. Mitzvah, v'nadasik v'nadasik A mitzvah, while you're doing the mitzvah, protects you and rescues you, protects you from a punishment from Yisurim, right? <clears throat> Protects you from that, and 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 it rescues you from Yetzirah, from doing bad things that the, that you shouldn't want to do sins. So it protects and it rescues you from in the future. From that's what a mitzvah does. 
So it does. But in the Dorosma, when you're not doing the mitzvah, Agunimag, it does protect you from Yisur, but it's not going to rescue you from your Yitzhar. Once you stop doing a mitzvah, so you still could have the Yitzhar to do a virus, and it's not going to rescue from that, but it will protect you from punishment. Torah, Torah, whether you're learning it now, whether you don't learn it, or you're not learning it anymore, at this point, that's what Mar says, it also protects you and protects you from Yisur and saves you from the Yitzhar. So that's the first answer that Rabbi Yosef says. You want to understand something, what, you know, what does the mitzvah do? It mitzvah doesn't do much, right? The, the Aveira knocks out the mitzvah. The answer is no. It knocks it out in terms of getting schar. You won't get schar from the mitzvah, but it will protect you while you're doing it. While you're When you're not doing the mitzvah, it'll still protect you from Yisurim. So the mitzvah does something. That's our answer now. We're trying to figure out why does the mitzvahs that she did protect her and delay the punishment of the, of, the, of the bitter water? The answer is that even when she's not doing the mitzvah anymore, now she's been a bad girl, it'll still protect her somewhat from the punishment. Maskala Rabba, so Rabba says, Rabba, Elamayata, I understand. What are you saying? That Torah protects you even when you don't learn anymore? Just Torah, well, Torah, whether you're learning it, whether you're not learning it, protects you and rescues you. If that's the case, Elamayata, dog Vachisovo, who pursued uh, David, and they thought they could defeat him. They were Greek and they learned Torah at once upon a time. Even if they stop learning now, you're saying that the Torah always protects you, even if you stop learning. Why didn't it protect them from doing Averis and from sinning against uh, David? El uh, Amarava, we're going to change it slightly. Torah, when you're learning it, both protects you from punishment and rescues you from the Sahara, from the, from the will to do bad. Being a Delosic Bay, when you're not learning it anymore, a good make it protects you from Yisur, but it won't save you from your Yetzirah. So even the Torah, if you stop learning Torah, your Yetzirah will arise again. Mitzvah, but a mitzvah, Bain didn't ask Bay, Bain didn't whether while you're doing it or when you're not doing it anymore, a good make it protects you from Yisur, but it won't rescue you from Yetzirah. So again, the answer still basically is the same, except that we adjusted it slightly for the Torah. The Torah, if you're not learning it anymore, it'll still protect you, but it won't save you from the Yetzirah. Sahara. Whereas the mitzvahs that she did, whether she did it now or she's not doing it, did it before, did it now, if she's not doing it anymore, will still protect her from Yisurim. And that's what we mean over here. That's why her punishment is delayed when she drinks the water. Ravina, I, don't, I don't understand. Punishment is delayed, mm-hmm. but ultimately she's going to die? Yeah, she's going to die from the water because so she has committed adultery. Delay? She committed so adultery. Oh, the way is that she, she has three more years, up to, up to three more years to live, to live, to enjoy life. As we said yesterday, uh, during that time, if the, hus- the husband can't stay with her, right? Because we know, since she's deteriorating, we know she's committed right. adultery. But if he divorced her and she married somebody else, some other guy says, I don't mind marrying a slut like this, you know, so maybe, uh, you know, she could still live. It'll protect someone. People who are sick. Right, people who are sick, even people who are terminal, they don't want to die. They'd like to live as long as they can. Usually, that's the case, unless it's but you know. If she so, continues to do whatever we're talking, whatever, however yeah. yeah. Why does she die? Because she dies because she was punished for the adultery. She was punished for the adultery. So even though after three years she's still doing whatever good. Not after three years, she'll live. She'll live. She'll delay up to three years, but she's going to die. And we know she's going to die because she starts deteriorating right away. So the, the According to her, she's doing the mitzvah going to help her out. It's not going to help. They're not going to protect her from death, right? Uh, we all do mitzvahs. It's not going to protect us forever, but you know, everybody's going to eventually die. In this case, she's going to die because of the adultery. Just like 
if there was Adam and Asra, right? Adam and Asra don't commit adultery and she commits adultery, right? But yeah, but if she did a lot of mitzvahs, she gave stucca, she worked at the gemach and all this other kind of stuff, right? But she's going to die. They're going to kill her because that's, that's the rule, right? You know, it's like you say, you know, you, you, you might... You might do, you know, okay, all these things we talk about when people are known sinners for whatever they did, right? So you say, hey, maybe he did tshuva. Go ahead, he did tshuva, but he's going to be punished for what he did. You know, everybody's got to pay the piper, as they say. Ravina, Ravina goes back to the original reason. What do we say? We start by saying, what schus does she have? Torah, she's not mitzvah v'osa, right? And mitzvahs doesn't help that much. The answer is it does help a little bit. It does protect you from the surin, even though doesn't, when she stops doing the mitzvahs, it won't protect her from the Yetzirah. Ravina Amar, La'olam s'chus Torah. No, it is the s'chus Torah. you say she's not m'savosa. Udikar made m'savosa. Nehid of Kuli Lamitka, she's not commanded to do the mitzvahs. But ba'agra, but for the reward, the makrin and ben'ah, doesn't she teach her children? She takes them to school every day. She teaches them She teaches them how to uh, to read and learn, to learn the Chumash and, and Mishnah. And she teaches them, and, and she's responsible for them. And she waits up late at night for her husband to come back from the base matters. In other words, she puts in an effort also. Even it's not the schar for learning Torah per se, but she teaches her Torah, and she teaches her kids. Modami, she teaches her kids, and she uh, supports her husband in his learning. In that sense, she's also going to get schar. So therefore, the women who go out to work so their husband can sit and learn, they get a schar for that too. That's just like that we're going to talk about in a few minutes. It says, Milo Palgamadai, won't they share with the husband's reward? So they also have schar for Torah. So we say, when we say she has merits, it's not only the merits of mitzvahs, even the merits of Torah. My precious drachim, let's go back to that parable. We said, um, you know, a person is saved, like we said, you know, a ner mitzvah Torah or. So the ner <laughs> helps you temporarily. Like the person on the road, okay, helps him a little bit because he can see where he's going, right? Uh, once the ore comes out, then he's really safe from the animals and from, uh, you know, robbers and things like that. But he goes on to say, fine, so we understand that part of the parable puts in with the light, the lamp versus Torah. Yeah, but what's it, this is about, comes to the crossroads. What does that mean? Comes to the crossroads, then he knows where he's going. What does that have to do with our, well, it doesn't really, doesn't seem to fit into the issue of, the mitzvah or Torah, which is protecting her, what's the idea of Prashas Racham? Amrav Chista. So three answers. Ze, or at least three. Ze Taman Chacham Yomamisa. Even a Taman Chacham who learns Torah and does mitzvahs, but he doesn't know until his death whether he's going to hold out till the end. Rashi says four lines into the wide lines. In other words, when a person keeps his, uh, his righteousness and his Torah, until his very last day, that's it. You know, you know, that's what we say when they always give a drush and they say the Yom Misa is better than the day of, of, uh, of birth. Why? Because in birth, you don't know if the guy, how it's going to turn out. But if a guy was a tzaddik his whole life and he died that way, you could say, listen, he lived a good life, right? He lasted this way, so he knows which direction he's going, lost the lover. doesn't mean the day of death, but it means the Tam Chacham learns Torah. To, learning, to, learning Torah should lead him to Yerashchei. Rashi says, Zoha Yerashchei, Zoha Torah. Then, if, he, if after he learned Torah, he also is protected from, if he also reaches Yerashchei, then he's safe from everything. Shatar Malamdas, Diver Mitzvah, Diver Yisr, Wimashu Tzach Lifrosh, Yerashchei, Mono Melidra Pachrav. The Torah teaches him what he's supposed to do, and the, the fear of sin keeps him from running after his Yesahara. So that's what he means by the Prashas Dachim. 
not just the day of death, but he reaches when he got to the point of Yerushchei, he says, oh, now the time, now the learning Torah has also led him to Yerushchei, which is the ultimate, uh, that's his ultimate goal. Even if he learned Torah and he had Yerushchei, but was he matzliach in his Torah? Was, his, was he able to reach conclusions and learn Torah to, uh, so that he could, uh, you know, um, contend with his, uh, with his peers, with his uh, colleagues. Rashi says again, Rashi about six lines out of the wines. Then he said, right, he's safe, for, he's learning Torah, and he's not doing a virus, and he has, he has, he has your escape. Will he be able, even if he's a free, he, he's a good man, he's righteous, he learns Torah, and he's afraid of a virus. Uh, but will he be successful? Will he have siyata deshmaya that his words to be acceptable to to his to his peers, to his friends? Lahoros kalocha to paskin correctly commitment. So he gil pashdochem klomer zochel lekach mitzvah Once he's reached that, then he's he's got he's you know he's totally he's reached the peak of life. He has Torah yiraschei and he's also successful in his learning. Zazakli v'shmaya dovarachar. The brisa went on before that brisa of. Um, of uh, what was it, Menachem of Menachem of Yossi, after he did the whole example, the example he says, Dover Acher, we say, Aveir Machaba Mitzvah in Machaira, then Machaba Torah. What do you mean, Amr Yosef? Darshid Rab Nachmar Yosef, Haikra Kisinai. Rab Yosef Darshan, this Pusik, like as if it came from, from Mount Sinai, this this uh, great Russia of the difference between a mitzvah and Torah. Vil Moli Darshua Dorga Chisofal Hachi. Had dog and Achisofel darshan it properly this way, like we explained that even Torah, while you learn it, uh, it protects you and rescues you. But if you stop learning it, it will protect you, but it won't rescue you. Had, had dog and Achisofel darshan it properly like this, La Rothfel Buster, they wouldn't have chased of it. That's it. What happened? Lay more Lakimazabo. Dog and Achisofel, listen, Dovid apparently sinned, you know, apparently sinned with Bashev, the whole story. So, um, so he apparently sinned. And they darshan if you if you commit some some sort of adulterous uh, sin, uh, what does it say? Hashem will turn away from you. So they figured, listen, David's gone. He's a goner. You know, God's going to forget. God, he he sinned. God's going to turn away from him. It's time for us to take over. They didn't know what Rabbi what Menachem uh, Yosi darshan Abera can take away. But it won't, it won't uh, extinguish, it won't blot out or erase the Torah that he has learned, right? That's what he said. Uh, that's the that's the Dover Acher. Aver Machaba Mitzvah, Veda Aver Machaba Torah. The Torah Shinemar Mayim Rab Lo Yichluk. The Torah that he learned, and David was learning Torah. So even though he possibly had sinned, and we saw Dumara says that you know Kolomer that uh, David sinned, he didn't really sin, but whatever he did, let's call it improper. But it won't knock out the Torah. So therefore, God will not turn away from uh, David. And that was a mistake they made. My Bozia Buzulo. Now the Pasik in Mishlei said, and not Mishlei, in Shir Shirim says, Mayim Rabam We said before, great waters, you know, floods and, and the tornadoes or whatever, uh, uh, hurricanes cannot knock out the Ava, which is the Torah. Right, and the puzzle goes on. In Yitin Ishas Kohon Beisef, a man would give all his assets. Bozia Buzulo, he will still be condemned for that. What do we mean by that? Amar Ula, Lo Kishim Anachi Azariyah, Lo Kriv Yochanan Dimnesiyah. 
not like Shimon. Shimon was called the brother of Azariah. Why was he called the brother of Azariah? Because Azariah supported him. It was a Yisachar's Bulum deal where uh, Azariah worked and did business and supported Shimon and shared equally with Shimon's tzar for, uh, for uh, learning Torah. Uh, you know, Rav Asher has a whole drasha on that. Yisachar's Bulum, you know, did each get half? How does that work, you know, or each get whole? Anyway, also like Rav Yochanan, who shared uh, shared his char with his brother because they were supported. Ella kehil v'shevna. In other words, those are good things. Those are good things. It's a good thing to have Yisachar's Vulun deal. People do that even today. It's a very common thing that people say, "Listen, I'll, I'm working. I'll support you, and I'll share in the in your Torah. We'll split it. That's okay." But uh, he, here we're talking about a different case. Ella kehil v'shevna. Hilo. Hillel and Zarkan had a brother Shevna. They were brothers. Hillel also with her. Hillel studied Torah all day in poverty. Shevna of Iska. And he went not business. They didn't have a deal up front. They didn't have a deal like Shimon Chayzar and Yachan. They said, okay, I'll work. I'll support you. And I'll share in your thing. No. Shevna made a, made a fortune. Uh, Hillel learned in poverty. Shevna Avadiska, myself, Amrlay, after Shevna says, Listen, I've made a few million over here. Tanazo, Viniflo, um, uh, let's come and split it. I'll give you now half of my wealth and you'll give me half of your Torah. Didn't do it while he was learning the Torah. He didn't support him, you know, as, as he was, as people are accustomed to when they're being supported. You know, he didn't support him at all. After the fact, after Shevna made the money, he says, Okay, I'll give you half the money. You give me half of your Torah. No, you want to give me all the money? It's not worth anything. All the one, all the money in the world is not worth uh, is not worth the Torah. So there, that's what he means to say. That's not a good thing. It's if you want to do your suffers woman up front, that's fine. But after the fact, after I've learned Torah, somebody will come to Chaim Kanievsky, Zechariah and say, "Listen, you have all this Torah. I'll give you half half my money now, and you give me half your Torah." No, that doesn't work. Omar Banazai, Omar Banazai, what did Banazai say in the Mishnah? Um, after we said that, Nikan uh, uh, Banazai, that we said, we said that uh, a person should teach his daughter Torah. Why? Because since, according to our Mishnah, the merits can delay the effect of the water up to a year, two years, three years, three months, nine months, different shittas, but even up to three years. Uh, because of that, you should teach your girl, your daughter Torah. So if she ever has to drink water, drink the uh, May Marim, she'll know. She won't. I said, look, I survived even though I committed adultery. She won't say that. She'll know that sometimes there's a delayed penalty. That's exactly what it is. It's a delayed penalty. Uh, maybe there'll be like a teacher Torah. So therefore, Benazai said, a person should teach his Torah. She'll know that sometimes it's Kostola. That's what Benazai said. Her blood said, no. You teach your Torah, your Torah, Torah, it's like teaching her promiscuity. Rabbi Shua, and Rabbi Shua went on to uh, confirm that. Omer Benazai, we're at the so top of Chafam Pes. Yeah. Right. You shouldn't, you shouldn't you shouldn't you shouldn't teach your Torah. He says, don't teach your Torah. You don't teach your whole issue of what was the source of the Torah. No, 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 no. The, no. the Gemara came, the Gemara said, the Gemara, said, let, the Gemara first said, What's the schus of Torah? Torah, she's not mitzvah of Osa. And even if she would learn Torah, but presumably they didn't learn Torah. But even if she would, she's not mitzvah of Osa. The Gemara's answer, besides, besides the answer was, no, mitzvahs will protect her somewhat, right? They won't protect her from Yitzhah in the future, but it will, it, it will. So one answer was, it could be just the mitzvahs. The mitzvahs will protect, will delay her Yisurim. 
The other answer is it's the Torah that she teaches, that she sends her kids to school in the morning and she waits for her husband. She shares in that Torah. But when, as I said, you should teach your daughter Torah, she should understand what's going on, or she should understand how the Sota works. Omar ben Azai, Chayvon Lulmas, Esri, the Torah. Rabbi Lezer said, no, come on, the Torah, it's like teaching her, it's teaching her promiscuity. Says, Lord, Tiflis, how is Torah promiscuity? How if you teach your daughter Torah, is it teaching her promiscuity? Elaima, Ki'ilu Lamdas, Zif, you taught her Tiflis. It's Zif, you taught her Tiflis. Why? Because it makes a person smart. And she'll now, she'll understand how to cheat and do things and do and, and do, do things, you know, it's in a, it's going to make her smart. Teaching Torah makes people smart. Learning Torah makes people smart. She could say, say stupid. I wouldn't call it stupid. It would say ignorant is a better word. Say ignorant. Yeah, but that makes her smart. Now, you know, again, in today's world, we have a different world today where the women are much more sophisticated, like we said. So they learn Torah and they're okay. But in those days when they were all I mean, almost everybody in those days, 90% of the men were also uh, illiterate, you know, so it, it, you know, teaching somebody who does, you know, doesn't understand, and also they, they, were, they were young in those days. Uh, you know, my mother's told me that they told her her grandmother, you know, was a little girl when she got married at 10 or 11 or whatever, 12, and, you know, she would take the shaito and play in the sandbox and put the sand in the, in the shaito. You, know, you have to understand what life was like there, you know, we're not talking about there was a different level of sophistication. They don't have the sophistication that people have today. It's very negative. Pardon? It's very negative. Negative what? It's about negative. the past? Somebody, 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 somebody well, you know, it's, 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 that's right. But, but you you got to be careful. You have to be careful. You have to be careful. In other words, it's also, it's, it's like you wouldn't show certain things to children, even though you would show that to them as adults. When they're more sophisticated and they're able to do it, if you take a, a four-year-old or a five-year-old and teach them some complicated case about the Pesach Pasuch Matzasik Subastates or whatever, it doesn't make sense. They, they, they don't, they're not capable of understanding at a certain point. It, it depends how sophisticated they are and how advanced they are. So it's the same thing we're saying this over here. When we learned, uh, when we were in yeshiva, in those days when we were all a little bit more innocent than we than, than kids the same age, look at the innocence we have today. I mean, just, I don't want to get off on this, but when I was in ninth grade and I went to yeshiva, I had no idea what, you know, Homosexuality is or what gay is or what Pesach Pasuach is, and they were teaching us what Tiflis was. We didn't know what it was. Today, kids all know this kind of stuff. You know, the same age kids know these kind of stuff. There's a different level. You know, maybe sophistication is not the right word because it makes it sound good, but it's good and bad to everything. And you know, sometimes it's not. You teach Torah to the wrong person, it's not so good. Not so good. So that's what we're saying. At that point, at least teaching that that was his opinion. Not everybody said, Benazi said, you should teach your Torah. She should know what's going on. So even in the Gemara, you see that, yeah, you should teach her the Torah. Well, it says, don't start with Torah because if you teach them Torah, it's like teaching promiscuity. Torah is not promiscuity, but it, it, it makes them sharper and they'll try to fool things. He had a Pasuk and Mishlei says, I am wisdom, meaning Torah, and I dwell in Arma. What does that mean? In, in cunning and, and, you know, Sharp, you know, people trying to get around things. Once a person gets wise, he gets cunning, he gets sharp, and he'll do things in a, in, in a underhanded manner and cheat and, you know, and hide hide what he's doing, gets too smart. Rabbanan, who say that, no, you should, like, like Benazai, who said, you should teach your daughter Torah. What does he do with that? Sounds like you learn Torah, that's uh, you're learning how to be a cheat. 
Now, we boil like Rabbi Yasser Rukhanina, Dumb Rabbi Yasser Rukhanina, ain't every time Miskabin al Misha Mamad Asmaram. You know where Torah is Mukayim? A person makes himself like uh, impoverished. When he makes himself poor, Rashi says two things. One, he says that Shapir's because he doesn't do any work at all, but he becomes poor, like we just like Hilazake, who learned in 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 uh, in you know ultimate po- poverty, real real poverty. He had nothing, he had no food. If you make yourself like that, like we say, when are you successful if a person is willing to die for learning Torah, brace himself like dying for Torah, he puts himself, he he uh, impoverishes himself and makes his life difficult. That's when he's, that's when Torah is successful. And isn't it so, you know, the more a person has, the more wealth that he has, the less he's likely to learn Torah. He says another shot, Rashi goes on to say that he makes himself like Marim, that he makes himself like so poor that he has to go getting from people, like, like as if like an honey goes around begging. Same thing over here, a person who's willing to learn, a person who learns from everybody. He makes himself like, like he's uh, like he's a poor person, like he's, I don't have anything, let me learn from you, let me learn from you, then you'll be successful. When you're willing to learn from everybody, then you'll be successful. So two ways to learn Arma. Arma could mean cunning, Arum, Arm, or it could also mean <laughs> naked, like you're poor, impoverished, impoverished from wealth and impoverished from everything, impoverished from Torah that you say, I got to learn Torah from everybody because I don't know myself. Pardon? Like like in Bracious, yeah, right? Aramikol. The Nachash was Aramikol. Yeah, we had it before in this Mosefan. Amar Biachman. Ain't every time Miskaim and El Misha Mesa Matsmo, Kimisha Eno. Torah is only successful where? Where where was it established to be successful? The person makes himself as if he's nothing. Shneemar, Chachma me ayin timsa. Chachma, where will it come from? Me ayin, from nothing. Chachma will come when a person pretend, makes himself, when a person is modest and realizes that he knows very little and and acts as if he knows very little, then he'll be successful. But if a person thinks he knows everything, then he won't learn. Rabbi Shuomer, Rabbi Shuomer said, Motzisha, a woman like a kav v'tiflus. What does that mean? He, she wants a kav and tiflus? What does that mean? It's not clear. My kamar, a woman would rather have a kav of less wealth, meaning less food, a small amount of food, v'tiflus, but have promiscuity, v'tiflus um, imo. Uh, because it says, she wants a cop and tiflis. What is a cop and tiflis? The answer is, she'd rather have less food, meaning less support, and have promiscuity, meaning have deal with her husband, have a relationship, a physical relationship with her husband, have intimacy. Metitious, kavan, precious, rather than have a lot of food, meaning a, a lot of wealth and a large allowance and a, a large budget. They say, precious, but be abstinent and, uh, and not have a, uh, a intimacy. Uh, that's women would like the intimacy. To, intimacy is more important to women. Is it, this is what uh, Rabbi Shua said, more than wealth. Huayom, he used to say, Chassid Shota, all these people that he mentioned at the end, the Chassid Shota and the um, Russia Arum, like the cunning Russia and the Isha Prusha and a woman. Prusha, we'll see, does not mean a parish like a, a fine Sadika with Sadekas. Umakas Prusha, these people. Are without a world, or they destroy the world. The famous case of Chasid Shota that we have, the people of Ramakagom, the Katava Issa Benara, a woman's drowning in the river. This man could save her. I can't look at women. <laughs> I can't look at women, but so I can't save, go save her. I'm very, I can't, I can't not look at women. How can I go save her? He lets her die. That's a, that's a Chasid who's a, 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 he thinks he's a Chasid, but he's really a Shota. What is a cunning, evil person? You're over 
on a Pusik. Pusik says, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to uh, make your arguments to the judge before the your opposing litigant has shown up. Because once the judge hears your, your view first, he's not going to be as, as inclined to listen to the other one. Meshukah V'lev HaDayin, Shavuz Chayosov, the simply means that that's also referring to this case of a judge. You can't use, you can't, you, you don't have to do that. So that's a Rosh Aram who tries to speak, tell the judge, you know, get the judge on his side before the case begins. Lawyers who say something to the jury. Yeah. And the judge says, strike that. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Well, you know what, what do, what do we, what does the Gemara call, or what do, what do, um, what, what is the Hebrew word for a judge, for a lawyer? Orech din. He arranges the uh, judge, you know what I mean? He arranges it, yeah. you know, that's what they call him, right? Hechidem arash arum. Omer b'yochman, zeh amatim b'avdain, kam sheh b'avdain chere. Rav Hubu, Omer, zeh anosin, you know the case of Russia's? Here's, here's the rule. The rule is that an Ani is allowed to get like a Shekunpeya and get, you know, poor, he's allowed to take from the Tamkuya uh, of the city and he's allowed to take like a Shekunpeya, all the uh, poor things, uh, the things that are assigned for the poor. But what is a poor person if he has only, if he has, if he has uh, less than $200, okay, dinners. Let's say he has $200, then he can't get anything. But if he has 199, then he could take as much as he could take it all. Because starting off with 199, he could take the whole field, the whole pay or whatever. So a guy says, listen, here's an money about to come. I know he's got, he's got 199. I'll give him a dollar. I'll give him a dollar. I gave him a dollar. Now, my buddy, my friend, and my cousin, who's really poor, he'll get the whole field because this guy is not an army anymore. I just, I just took you out of the classification of money. So that's also a Russia Arum. I was at no saying dinner. He gives one dinner to make this guy go from 199 to $200, to complete, now he's got 200, he's not, but it's not, the guy's got 200, he's not taking a pay anymore, he's not going to get any of that stuff, he's not money. If he had 200 less than dinner, he had 199, he came $1,000 at one time, he's entitled, he's allowed to get nice money because he's poor, right now he's poor. Okay, after I give it to him, he won't be poor anymore. Then he's allowed to take he's allowed to take the he's allowed to take the uh etc. like a chicken pan. What is the case of a Rosh Here's the deal. If a person, uh, let's say there's people, a man dies and leaves boys and girls. The boys get the Arusha. If there's a good Arusha, they get the Arusha and they have to support the, the girls, right? That's part of the Ksubas, uh, the Ksubas been different that they have to support the girls. Let's say there's very little, it's a very small estate. There's not enough to, for the boys to take it and the girls get the uh, and the girls get support. So then the rule is that the uh, the girls get the estate and the boys have to go begging. Okay, but let's say before they came to court, before they did the before they probated the estate, the boys went and sold the field because technically they owned it. As soon as the father dies, the second that he dies, they own the field. So Bilchan says. That's a Russia if they sold it. Zah Macy Aitza to give advice, Limkum Rachasmot, when there was a small amount, when the assets were small, when the estate was small, to sell it off now. If you someone went ahead and sold it before they came to court, before they did the probate, it's what's done is done. It's not the right thing to do, but if they did it. So that's also a Russia arm who does that. What's done is done because technically they owned it. 
the rabbi said that no, give it to the girls and uh, and you go begging. But if they sold it before they came to court, they were shown, but it's done. The Tanya man says, listen, after I die, I want him to go to you. I want my to go to you. It's like your will. And after you die, I want it to go to Yankel. After you, I want it to go to Yankel. Now, so that's what you're supposed to do. After you die, it's supposed to go to Yankel. It's not a regular estate. It doesn't go to the estate. It's like a temporary. It says he's only got the rights of using it. And then it's supposed to go to Yankel. Right? And what happened to the Ardorishan, the first guy that he gave it to, before it went to Yankel, took it. Umachar, he sold it. He sold it up. It wasn't there anymore. Or he ate it up. He consumed it. Hasheni Rebbe says, no, he's not allowed to do that. He only had temporary usage rights. He didn't own it. And he can't sell it or use it up. And therefore, Yankel could go take it away from the person that, that it was given to originally, sold it to. Shemuel says, no. Ain l'sheni elamash rishon. That's it. Even though he said the original, the original man on his deathbed said, I'm giving it to you, and after you die, it should go to this guy. Uh, it, but if, if, if the guy that he first guy that he gave it to before it went to Yankel sold it off, too bad. That's also a Russia Aram because it works, but he didn't fulfill what he was supposed to do. says because he did give it to this guy. This guy had ownership rights. And if he saw, yes, he was supposed to give it to Yankel after he died, but if he sold it off, nothing you could do about it. All these are cases of Russia Aram. A person who induces others to follow, follow me, I know what I'm doing, right? Uh, do, do like I say. Rashi says a few lines from the bottom page. He wants to make himself like a chassid. He's not, his inside isn't like his outside, meaning what he says on the outside, follow me, I know what I'm doing. He just wants to make himself like a chassid, but he's not. They don't want him to check. He's, oh yeah, I'm not. Like makes himself like a tzaddik when he's not. All these are cases of Russia Aram. A person who's machmer for other people, you know how to do this, you know how to do that. For himself, he's makel. That's also Russia Aram. Ulamar, Zeshakara Vishana, a person who learned Chumash and Mishnah, but he didn't uh, he didn't serve service Tamdicham, meaning Rashi claims he didn't learn Gemara. He didn't learn Tarashabal Peh. He learned Mishnah, but without learning the Gemara, as far as the Gemara Rashi goes on, Rashi has all the riches here. Tamiya Mishnah, ma, uh, mahe, uh, Maheim, what are they? What are the reasons behind everything? That's a Rosh Hashanah. His Torah is never going to be clear. He's an Aram who, Shashameh's Kola, the person listening to Shashan Mishas, he says he's learning Mishnah, he seems to know what's going on. Savu Shubaki, but he thinks he's a Baki, but he's not. That's a Rasha Aram. He makes himself like a Tamil Chacham when he's really not. And the Gemara goes on to express this, and we didn't get yet for the last couple of cases in the Mishnah, where he says that Isha Prushan, Makas Prushan, Rael Mimolam, that Mishnah will finish tomorrow. Have a good day, everybody. Kotu.